Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James Cias with Pipeline Insurance. Who do we got on the show today? Oh, my goodness. The man, the myth, the legend. A man who needs very little, if any, introduction. However, uh, a multiple-time platinum award winner and highly decorated from Cantor with the Disher Group, Mr. Jeff Disher himself. What's up, up, man? What's Welcome up, to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks just, so much for joining us, Jeff, man. Yeah, of course. I've been excited. I've watched uh, I watched a few of your episodes, so it's good. Awesome. Dude, I, I am excited to hear about your story because you've not only have you been tearing it up in the real estate world, uh, you actually have done something like this in the past. I have. So, you know, I mean, we're still I, a year in, but I still consider myself a rookie, and I want to learn from people who've, who've done it like on a bigger scale because I know uh, you came from a realm where syndication is bigger like this anybody can do this anybody can hop on a mic and and you know put on a show and and put stuff out there but to be syndicated in something i'm i'm ready to learn i got my i got my student cap on and we're ready i mean no hair but you know student cap on (laughs) and we're ready to rock and roll so i'm anxious to hear about you know where you started from what 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 drove you to be just driven and get started in this game um so i'll i'll run through a lot of it quickly i'm born and raised in san diego i've been here i'm 41 years old um, grew up in South Bay in San Isidro, kind of a rough neighborhood, rough, rough uh, upbringing. Um, when I was a couple of brothers that entered out of prison, um, and then when I was about 16 years old, uh, my mom moved us out. There was a drive-by, uh, and my mom freaked out, and moved us out to uh, East County Lake Marina, where I graduated from high school. Moved back down to San Diego, where I went to Grossmont College for a couple of years, and uh, I actually applied to go to San Diego State to get to my uh, bachelor's in criminal justice but in the meantime i actually got a job at 24 fitness as a personal trainer and uh, i ended up doing very well um i was one of the top salesmen there for a long time and one of my clients talked me into get my real estate license and uh that was in 2004 and i started at uh one source realty because it was on the way between the gym and my house at the time <laughs> it's what you saw yeah it's just what i saw and by the time it ended up being a really good company they had really good culture which i still use some of their culture today in my team actually uh, greg seaman broker there Really good guy, very smart. Um, so I learned a lot from them. And then in 2006, I was only in the business two years. I, uh, I was actually rookie of the year there and did really well my second year. I got my broker's license and I opened up my own brokerage, uh, Disher Real Estate Consulting Inc. in Mission Valley in 2007. And the market crashed. So I had it open for like eight months, I believe. And the market tanked. I remember coming in and uh, my whole pipeline on my board um, 
Borgon because the market. You had to grab the eraser with the whiteboard and be like, yes. oh, shit. Another uh, one. Taking calls Another from one. the lenders. Just like, yep, we're down. That, that, you know, Smith, Rodriguez, you know, whatever. They're gone. That, that loan's gone. And these are people that were literally, I still remember it clearly, that were in their U-Hauls ready to move in. Oh. And the last minute, like three or four days before. Just falling out. Falling out. You know, stated income. Um, all that. Any loan that was 100% that had a, a first and a second that were in escrow were done. Even if you were signed doc, done. Nothing. So it was a shift. It was definitely a shift. I kind of retracted from the market. I, I kind of bled out for about six months. Um, it was it was it was a crazy shift. I was 29 years old, so I was kind of ahead of the game. I had a few agents working with me. I kind of just shut the business down overnight. Um, I literally went in on a Sunday night at like two in the morning with some of my friends and moved everything out. Um, at the time, I had a few flips going back then, so I had a I literally took off real estate for a while, closed out my own brokerage. And just finished out some of the flips. Uh, got into kind of uh, flipping lowriders. Um, Changes. Still the flip. Flipping. So, yeah, I was still kind of doing real estate. Finished out that. Kind of took a step back from real estate to kind of gauge where I was at. Um, and then I just got interested in that. I got interested. It's kind of weird. I got interested in, in, uh, in uh, flipping little lowriders and then tattooing. So I started tattooing people too. Well, let me ask you, dude. I mean, it sounds like like sales just came naturally to you. You win twenty four hour. Uh, I mean, you you look pretty fit. So like, I don't. I I wonder if it's if it's just like you know, I, I want to get a job here and kind of be in a in a place where I feel comfortable, and then you just turn it into like I can sell this, or was like was, were you selling stuff like at you know sixteen years old at, at high school selling stuff? Is that just in your DNA, or did you? I think like, so. Develop it? Um, it's funny because you do, if you read a lot of books and listen to entrepreneurs, they all have a lot of the same background like the Gary V's and all that and it's funny when I hear them because I resonate a lot because I remember I, for my 12th birthday I wanted a paper route like that's all I wanted because you had to be 12 years old to get a paper route so I remember getting that I did the whole marble collecting marbles and trading the whole baseball I did all that stuff Pogs you know? Pogs oh I had the I had all that you know <laughs> Pogs I even had the um, Tassos <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I had all the Tassos from the chips uh, anyways uh, so I did all the collecting all the flipping the trading I've always done that I've always been builder I've always built clubhouses and base uh, skateboard ramps and jumps and everything i've always been in a building stuff you know and and seeing it grow and watching it kind of come together um and the and the funny thing is i've never meant to sell like when people say oh getting like when i was a personal trainer i think that would be one of my first sales jobs because you you only you only eat what you kill meaning that you only get what you sell mm-hmm. and so you'd go in and be on the floor for eight hours and if you didn't sell anything you didn't get a check and my thing was i didn't look like oh i got to close i've never said i was a closer mm-hmm. i just would just get into people and really listen and, and now that i i look back in retrospect it makes so much sense of why i was so good because now that i study people and i'm training teams and i'm training individual agents to surpass anything they've ever done in their lives and take them to the next level not just personally and financially and successfully but everything um, i look back cuz i'm like curious like how am i where i am today you know and like i look at all the different you know the resilience and everything i've come back from and and I look back and I, and, and maybe there was something there, you know, I always just wanted to, uh, to build and grow. And so once I got the paper out and I got the I was a personal trainer, I would just help people and start talking to them. And I would just say, if you want to sign up and they would ask me, I wouldn't even say, Hey, this is what you need to do. Here's a session. I would just tell them what you need to do to feel better is this, 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 and this, we could do this. Here's what you should do. If you want to hire me, go ahead. If not, this is what you should do. And they'd be like, no, I want to hire you. So it, but see, that, that's something that you hear all the time. People, I mean, you hear from Gary Vee's, you hear from Grant Cardo's, you hear from pretty much everybody. You need to come uh, bringing value. Like, don't mm-hmm. try to sell, bring value, bring value, bring value. But I think it's, it's we're to a point where you hear it, and I don't think people understand what it means to bring to bring value. Like, like what you're just explaining right now was, I gave away all the information that that person needed for free. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you exactly what to do 
all you got to do is follow the steps. But people tend to get the information, but still hire the professional who who because who gave they it to feel them. it. And we all know that we've all been sold, right? People don't like to don't like to be sold, but they love to buy. Yes, you've probably heard that before. So my thing is, that we've all ran. We, you've had them. I've had them. Whether it's the plumber that came by, the electrician, the car salesman, the haircut guy. There's those people that make you feel good. They don't try to sell you, and you just want to buy from them, and you don't know what it is, and it's because they're genuine. You feel it, and then you've also felt those people in every industry that you sh- they, you feel the. The ugliness and mm-hmm. you almost want to change people because you feel it like you i was buying a harley davidson you don't and yeah. i'm not joking i was buying a harley davidson a while back a few years ago and the guy was true quick story the guy was trying to like he was telling me like if i get this price and he slashes it would you? i'm like dude like how many sales training classes have you taken he's like what do you mean i'm like I, I, you're making me feel dirty man and he really was <laughs> like, i was like this is crazy because i know all the schemes i'm like you're yeah. trying to run every scheme on me like from every dirty sales class you've ever taken and he runs back and the guy goes what's up with this dude you know and the guy's like oh that's we're trained by uh, by Grant Cardone. We take like his diamond, whatever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh crap! But I felt it, and I didn't want to buy. I wanted the bike, but I didn't want to buy. You know. So, and there's other people that you know that you go in, and they're cool as hell. Like, dude, throw you the keys. Like, let's go for a ride. Like, and they show you that. Look, man, if you want to buy it, let me know. If not, I can get you another one. If you want to go home and talk to the wife, and you're like, oh shit, and you know they're being real. They're mm-hmm. being true. If you say you got to go to your wife, they're like, dude, go talk to your wife. You want me to talk to her off? But they're they're not trying to say, dude, don't worry about your wife. They're not trying to close you because I feel like the word close has a negative aspect to it because you feel like you're making someone do what they don't want to do 100 percent, right 100%, yeah so well, it's it's that whole uh glenn glenn, glenn gary ross yeah, yeah yeah the whole glenn gary glenn ross, yeah. yeah i mean that that's the mo that you're getting there that's it's the it's the we need to finish this today type thing versus the bring the value thing and that it, and that was big in the 80s and the 90s and even in the 2000s that was the thing you close people that was the whole hype and that was what salespeople did it never felt right to me i never accepted it i never did the all abc thing but I feel like now that that doesn't work anymore. You no. know, I feel like people are in tune more with empathy and with awareness and they can feel it. They're more in tune with what they're feeling and sensing now. So I just think they have more interactions with people. I think the whole social media game, when you're when you're on your phone, when you're seeing stories, you see everything, you see yeah. everything like you, you, it, you peer through all that fake stuff. Mm-hmm. And you as a human being are are real with people and you can see what's real online or what appears real. Right. But I think it's just more at bats. Right. You, you're, you're seeing more people. And so you understand when you're being sold versus i mean even the number of ads we see you you'd mm-hmm. think kids are seeing less ads with less tv but i think it's it's quite the opposite it's more yeah there, there's so much attention stealers out i mean there's so much stuff coming from every direction you know um for, for not only kids but for us you know oh, yeah. for everybody but it's more so with kids that's why we have so much you know add and all this other crap well, so. I always say I, I'm. I have my own opinion on the whole yeah. ADD thing. No, like, I know. If you're doing what you want to do, there is no ADD. That's problem. what I'm saying. That's, 100%. And that's yeah. There's. I mean, yeah. We, that's a whole other show. But um, that's my thing. Is like, and I feel that. So I even tell people when I go on interviews to, for a, a real estate position or a listing or a buyer, I say, listen. Even they get referred to me and they want to use me, I'll say, listen, I, I go ahead and talk to some other people. You know, I want you to see the difference. I want you to see how you feel because if you do feel better with somebody else, go with them because it's all about. To me, it's like feeling frequency, obviously professionalism. That's what we try to really bring at the district group. And, and I think that's what it needs to go back to, too. It's not about closing. It's about professionalism. But I like that. I want people to see, you know, our tagline is there's a difference. So I tell my, even my agents, dude, tell them to interview a few people. Have them interview a few people. So then they can see how professional we are. You know, have them call you at 8 p.m. tonight. Tell them to call every agent that they interview tonight at 8 p.m. and See sell. which ones pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. See which ones turn them off and say, I have and if you look at some of that, a lot of times, those people are the ones that are doing very well. You know, and if you know real estate, there's 20 something thousand licensed agents and there's no pro principle. It's not the 80, 20 rule. It's like the 95, five. So mm-hmm. 5% of the agents are making 95% of the money. And there's a reason for it because 
the 95 don't answer the phone. They don't do half the stuff that you're supposed to do. They don't deliver the professionalism that people need. You know, they're back in the day where they just show up with their Starbucks and, and ABC, close everybody, you know? It just doesn't work anymore. No, 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 no. I, I mean, you hear it all the time. Again, no like and trust, no like and trust, no like and trust. But I don't think people, like, internalize that. I think mm-hmm. it's just something that they say, oh, I got to bring value. It's just something that you say, oh, I got to, you know, I, I got to go on, you know, 10 listing appointments close to. It's just, it's like, it's like, it's just ingrained in their head. And I don't think they take the fact that the person sitting across from them is a human being. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you actually think of it like that, like you're building a relationship, this is a person, not only are you going to sell the house to, but you're probably going to watch their kids grow up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more than just the one transaction. And, and that mentality, I don't think, I think escapes the 95 percent that you're talking about well they don't have a base and most of them are so are so living from like lack they don't have any savings and to my agents here's what you need to do you know you need to save up six months you need to, i know what to do i'm gonna be real with you i'm not just gonna you know i'm not just gonna hire you on and hope you starve and borrow money or put it on credit card even though ben biggs on my team did and he did it for four months until he finally broke through and you know we got him through that but it's it's it is it's giving them a good base so they know how to treat the people if not i've seen it happen way too much it's like you're just looking for the next oh you're, you're not ready you're starving so you're like oh you're oh you're not ready okay relationship yeah right oh, you're looking for that check and so until you can satisfy that aspect and you're not living from lack um you can actually have conversations and it takes time to get there you can't just do it you know i, I think that it takes time for realtors and you can learn to do it up front but it's very hard when you have to pay bills so mm-hmm. most people just want to get the deal done and, and i tell people it's not, a, I don't think it's literally a bad thing because it's it's a survival thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when agents, I see them, they'll make little decisions that they shouldn't make only because they need a check. So stuff that they probably should say no to or have further inspected or do something. I mean, I was a coach. I'm telling you all this because I was a coach at KW for a while and I'm still coaching my team. But you tell them these things and... Um, a lot of times they won't, they, they, they don't address it. You know, they'll just, they'll just look for the next shit and they won't ever learn. And so they never get that. They, they're all, and they usually fail out. So they're always just scratching for the check and they never actually get to have conversations. So I'm telling my team, no, we, every person you meet, you put them in a database and we have alarms set off. So we reach those people. We touch those people. We ask certain questions, you know, we build relationships. And what happens is those people turn into, you build a relationship before you know it. They're like, Hey, I want to sell. And you're like, what? And you've been talking to them for four years. And you never even knew it because you actually have a relationship like calling your cousin or your friend. So I'm all about, you know, it's a whole garden concept. Um, you know, you water the garden, you put the seed, you don't just put a seed there and forget it and run off to the next seed. You, mm-hmm. have, to, you have to take care of the seed, you yeah, know, you and nurture it. You have to nurture it and all that. And eventually it'll provide fruit um, and it'll feed you. And, and then you have to continue though when it starts, you know, and that's the, the concept I teach to my agents. Um, and, and, I, and I'm just really, really tough on my agents. I don't know if you've heard, but you know, we're up at 3.30 in the morning. I am at least usually... Ben comes in about three forty-five on the on the group text. All of us are on the group text by six a.m. So I heard about that group text. Yeah, I mean that's a high accountability. That, like, super there's high. no hiding. No, there's probably about a thousand texts a day that come through my group text. So it's very. I mean, and most of it, you know, is just a lot of motivational, a lot of real estate stuff, a lot of hey, new escrow, hey, me pushing out, hey, coming soon, flyers. It just it starts very early and it goes all the way till we go to bed. So it's 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 just a different level of service and commitment to uh, to real estate. What time's bedtime? For me, last night I went to bed at eight fifteen. So um, that, that wow. makes a lot more. But that, but it makes sense. You're up at three forty five or three three between three three forty five. And, and the, the thing is, is I between three thirty and like five is for me. It's all creative time and marketing. Um, and there's Sadguru, who's like this spiritual guy. He there's something that happens between three and three thirty in the morning, or between three and four. Um, 
and a lot of artists have spoke about this and creative people have spoke about this. So I try to get up and do a lot of my creative and my marketing and my video editing and my, um, I do every single piece of marketing that we do, all of our videos, all editing, um, all concept. So I try to get all that done by 5 a.m., you know? Um, and it just works. Nobody's bugging me, nobody's up. You're just quiet, you just get up. Um, and it just, there's, you don't, you're not, Think about everything else you have to do at those times. Oh, Versus 100%. if I start at seven thirty eight, I'm like, oh my god, I got to do this. This is people are already texting everything's me, piled me. up. It's all done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Now you're on. You're in the rat race. Now you're back to just your subconscious takes over and you just start doing shit. You don't get to do anything you want. Yeah. Well, in the morning, I had to ask about the time that you go to sleep because you know I hear a lot of people say things like, oh, I'm up at four. Like I get up at four twenty in the morning and I'm, I'm first thing I'm doing is, is hitting the gym, right? Yeah. So that's that's my morning thing. But the the problem with that is. It sounds cool. It sounds like, oh, dude, I work my ass off, right? But how many hours of sleep are you getting? You're going to bed at eight. You're at least getting your six, seven hours yep. of sleep, right? Yep. Which is essential. And I think that little things like that, those little subtleties, the, the discipline to go to sleep at eight o'clock, not to you know be watching late night TV, binging on mm-hmm. Netflix, whatever. You need that sleep to be able to to Get be up. productive. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're not you're not sleeping. You're just shifting it over, right? You're going to bed when everybody else is is staying up and and wasting that time, and you're waking up early when everybody else is sleeping and being productive. Well, and like, you also have brain fatigue too, and just fatigue that you may may or may not heard of so you know and they've done studies on this as well in the morning when you first get up your brain obviously uses the most energy in your body so when you first get up your brain's been rested you make the best decisions in the morning you're most creative your brain is shifting back and forth from the from the subconscious to the conscious still and you're and you're you're just more creative by the end of the day you've used so much you've made so much decisions and when i say decisions i mean anything from picking your shoes and socks and you've probably heard the whole thing why zuckerberg and all these guys wear the same shirts every day just they just have hundred of them. That decision. It's not a decision. They don't want to make. And I've been caught in front of the in front of the closet. Like, what am I going to wear? I sit down. I look at it. Like, oh, this shoes. Oh my god, that's dirty. That takes that uses brain power and, and so time. and time. So my thing is like, I don't want to use that. At night, you've been you've been going all day. You've probably ate a bunch of meals. You're sluggish. Your energy's low. All you want to do at night is chill and do mindless activity like watch TV. And so it's not a good time to be productive. So I'd rather you know they were doing an interview with Mark Wahlberg and the guy's like. He's like, yeah, he's the only way I get to interview is so I show up to his gym at 2.30 in the morning. And so he shows up. Mark's like, what's up, man? At 2.30, he's like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, man, what are you doing here at 2.30? And he's like, what do you mean? We're working out. And he's like, what time did you go to bed? He's like, 7.30. Mark Rogel goes to bed at 7.30 every morning, every night. And he goes, uh, he goes, 7.30? What the hell? You're crazy. He's like, well, what were you doing after 7.30? He's like, what normal people do, watch TV. And he's just like, yeah, well, that's well, I'm not normal that's people. That's what I'm saying. That's the thing, though. And like, so even me, when I go to the gym on a, on a Saturday morning at 4 a.m., I'm the only one in there for like an hour and a half. And the whole gym in downtown San Diego. And then you start thinking about why I'm doing what I'm doing and why people are following me and why I'm building this big group. And why I'm, and I'm like, oh, my God, these are the videos I watch. These are the people they talk about. The people that, the Rocky Balboas, they're mm-hmm. out jogging at four in the morning when nobody's out there, not even the cats. And you're like, yeah, well, yeah. and it works. Well, that makes all the difference in the world. But, but that's why you resonate with these people. That's why people follow you. Because it's not just, you know, there, there's one thing to talk about it. There's another thing to be about it, yeah. right? And you are definitely doing those things. Your team grows because they see what you're doing. You're accountable. You're holding them accountable just like they're holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. Like that group text works both ways. It does. And, and you know, for me, for me looking looking across the table, like when I had, you know, your, your people on the show and they talk about, you know, where they were and where they are today and they talk about how you've helped them get to that level. Like it was, it, to me, it was a big deal to, 
to get you on the show to just hear it from your mouth. Like, what are you doing a little bit different? What, how so that's, you I'm, I'm creating an example. So that's the thing is, and I tell my guys all the time, dude, you want to be this successful and just say the metric that we're, we're using to measure it is, is financial, so money. You have to become that person, right? So I always tell people, like, you know, the way I use it is, is, and I'll tell you guys real quick, as far as education, because I'm always getting them to read and build their and personal development and build, because if not, they're the same as everybody else. Mm-hmm. So when I tell them that and they see the life that I live and they know everything about me personally and my investments and everything that I have going, where I'm from, and, you know, and, and so it resonates because they've seen, like, damn, if this guy can do it, I can do it. But I also give my, them just real shit, like, every day, and I'm up, and I'm, I tell them, if you guys are ever doing more than me, then quit the team. Like, that's my thing. If any of you, I'm the oldest on the team by years, a lot of years. So if any of you are ever doing more than I am, then quit the team because that means I'm not doing my job. So my thing is I have to make them say, dude, just an animal. And this is not five days a week. This is seven days a week. This is Sunday. They get the text at 3.30 in the morning every day. Wow. So it's, 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 and I've been doing this for over three years now. You married? Have kids? No, I'm not married. Um, I was engaged a couple times to the same girl. But that's it, man. And now I'm just so busy. I, I would love a kid, but same reason I don't have a dog anymore. I just don't have enough time to really... Re- like, if I get a kid, it's gonna. I, I want to make sure I bring a, a child or a human being in this world that I can actually really make um, valuable. Yeah, yeah. That's no, you want to value society. You dedicate the time that you would the right to your time. business. You dedicate the same time to your family. Correct. And to yeah. do that, and I always tell people, that's why it's not about the money. It's about opportunity and, and, and options. So if I can get that point where I do have a business, which I will have that support, and I already do, that supports itself, I can spend the time because I've worked so hard now to do that, you know. Um, and I stay in good shape. I stay healthy because, you know, I don't want to be, you know, if I do start a, a, a family um, later in life, I still want to feel young and everything, but I want to have the time that I need because I see too many people having child, children and they're never with them. They spend a couple hours a day and then their children are doing bad in school and they're always talking about how their kids are just, and then they, they grow up and I watch it and then their it's kids are, it's cycle. just fucked. It's, yeah. you know, it was messed up, man. And so if I do it, I'm going to do it right. You know, if I get married, I'm going to marry once. If I'm going to have a kid, it's going to be a kid that I could spend the right time with and make sure the kid um, is a value to society. Dude, that's the best answer I've heard so far. I, I just wonder because, I mean, it, what you're doing takes a lot of dedication, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you were, if you did have family, I was like, how are you balancing it? It's, it's <laughs> you know tough. What I mean? It's commitment, you know. And, and, and that's one of the complaints I get from my friends. Like, well, you don't have kids. I'm like, you know what, dude? There's a lot of people that have done it with a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. A lot. I mean, all the billionaires have kids. And if you look at their stories, they had kids before they were billionaires, before they were millionaires, when they were in college. Like, I don't use any excuses. You know, when I do have a kid, I'll tell people, okay, when I do have a kid, give me your kid for a month and I'll still be successful. Like, it's just it's just carving out time <laughs> and making priorities. Well, that's the biggest issue right there. That's that's the key right there is is, is you're choosing to do one thing or the mm-hmm. other. And, and I'm not saying, you know, I, I, I'm hands down, I have two kids of my own, so I know when, when I dedicate something, you know, my time to business, I'm taken away from the family. Mm-hmm. I understand that up front, but it's also something that I know that it's in me. I have to, I have to prioritize. One of the main reasons why I get up and go to the gym at four in the morning because I know they're not up, yep. right? I'm not taking away from them. I'm I'm sacrificing what I'm doing. When they go to bed, I'm about ready to go to bed myself. Well, that's the answer. So that's the answer I tell people when they tell me that I don't have time. I'm like, well, what time do you get up? They're like, well, seven, but then it's right to the camp. I'm like, well, well why you get, get up to Yeah, what time do you go to bed? They're like, 11. That's when I get to have my own time and watch TV. I'm like, stop right yeah. there. Like, go to bed at 8.30. Get your kid down. Kids don't go to bed later than 9. Put your kid down at 9. Go to bed at 9. Get up and have that three to four hours. You could do so much. You could literally get a degree in four hours. You can change your body. Like nobody even sees me at the gym because I'm there so early, but I've completely lost 40 pounds. Like 
I'm the best shit in my life. People don't see me read or anything all the time, but I do it when people aren't watching. You know, I do it when it's just my time, when I don't have to, you know, serve anybody or help anybody. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, getting in shape and stuff, I, I really did want to ask you about your ESPN days. Mm-hmm. So tell me, how, how, did you, how did that even come about? Like, how did you progress into that? I mean, last we checked, we were, you know, working at, at, uh, at the gym and sales and then real estate. Like, where did you have time to so do this? Real estate was still my primary um, career. What, ha- what had happened was just like this. I got called on to do a show. And um, they interviewed me, and then they called me back like a week later. Can you come on the show again? We loved everyone loved you. I'm like, okay. And I came back again. I spoke again, and then they called me back like a month later, and just kept calling me back. And finally, they're like, "Would you do your own show? Would you be interested?" And I said, "Sure." So then they gave me one show on a Wednesday, and then I did that for like six months. And they offered me another show, and then another show, and then I had all Wednesday morning for a while. What kind of what kind of show was it like specifically? So it was different. So we so the the platform that we used it for, to be honest, I mean it was ESPN. It was it was cool, but we used it more for the business aspect. So during those hours, ESPN did like we did. My shows were health, wealth, and real estate. So we would talk about, and then once a month we'd have a, a brewery week. So we'd bring in local breweries, the owners, the the actual brewers that did the beers. They'd bring in beers, kind of fun, and we'd all kind of drink and and talk about that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it was it was kind of cool because I got to meet a lot of people, but it was more on a basis of trying to meet and build relationships for business. Mm-hmm. So and it was cool. I mean, it, it was what it was. It is what it is, and it was what it was. And I met so many cool people, and I still work with a lot of them and do and do business with them. Um, but that's what it's about. So we would bring in, you know, I, I brought in a lot of different people um, from, and we, you know, we get inventors, we'd get like this insurance people in just to kind of talk about, you know, LCDs, lowest common numbers, talk about certain trends that are that are happening um stuff like that so it was very interesting i got to bring in the best of the best and ask them questions like you're doing right now not seeing the best of the best but like in real estate you get someone that's doing really well and you can bring them in and just pick their brain you know and that's one of the best ways to learn so i got to do that and i got full control of the shows so and, and then i had espn backing me which is kind of nice so if i wanted to pull in like brian buffini one of the biggest real estate coaches in the world he's from del mar i was able to get him on the show mm-hmm. um, because i had ESPN backing me i was able to get um uh, what's her name? Paige, Paige Hathaway, who's like the biggest fitness model in the world. I was able to get her to drive down from LA to be on the show just because of ESPN. So it was a really cool platform. Um, again, I did it for a few years. I designed all the shows. You know, that's, that was cool too. So I got to write the whole script, design them, invite my guests. I would just tell them who I'd want and they would do the whole PR thing and go get them. They had a whole team that would go get that person for me. That's super helpful. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool, yeah. Because I know how hard it is to book, you know, oh, yeah, just to yeah. book people. And then you have cancellations, but you have a show still going. You're like, ah. Oh. So yeah, it was it was tough. But I learned a lot, and that's why even stuff like this, like I get it now, you know. So what do you think of the whole podcast realm? Like, do you think of doing that? I mean, you you you've been pitched a few times in your own brokerage, but uh, you ever think of of doing that sort of thing again? Yeah. So the new kind of office that I'm I'm working on right now, um, that work it's kind of been under wraps, but that's the thing is I want to make sure that you know the, I'm I'm setting up a, a media and marketing room um, in this new office concept that we're designing. And it will have a podcast area. We'll have it'll be full green screen like we did in our old office, mm-hmm. but it'll be actual real green screen with all the everything. Um, and we'll have a podcast set up in there. And we'll start to dabble. We'll do more interviews and stuff. And I'll start to get into it. It's just a time thing, you know. I want to make sure if I do it, I want to commit. Mm-hmm. I want to be like you guys. I want to keep it going. I want to have episode two hundred fifty eight or whatever it is. I want to. I don't want to be one of those guys that starts it, gets all cool, puts it out there, and then like a month Walks later away. it's gone. I, yeah. I don't want to do that. So I got to make sure that I have my team committed. I have to be committed to make sure that everything's ready to rock. But it will happen. I don't think you have a problem with commitment at all. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like thoroughly impressed. Like, 
just listening to you guys talk and, and talk about getting getting into bed at eight o'clock. Like to me, that's like what? It's 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 just a, it's a perspective change, you know. And I would see the same thing. I'm like you guys are crazy. Like I love my staying up late, watch my thing. I don't have any TVs, so you guys just it's obviously set up your environment. There's no TVs in my house, you know, so I don't do any of that stuff. But that was a hard thing to do too. It's just like the dieting. If you don't don't have any junk food around your house, so mm-hmm. it is hard. And it's commitment. And Ben Biggs, trust me, we go through every day. I, I, he's like, dude, how do you do this every day? I'm like, it's it's hard. But that's why there's not, there's only one Kobe Bryant. There's only one LeBron. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about them besides their height. You know, the special thing is they were doing this at three in the morning. And they'll tell you that they were doing it when everyone else was sleeping or doing this other shit. Then even my team, they're hyped as hell. But they, I still have to force them to get up early. Mm-hmm. It makes all, dude, I know because this morning my alarm went off. I did not want to get up. Yeah. You know, like I, I literally, I was thinking to myself as I'm getting up, washing my face, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking I can get an extra two hours sleep. Like, why, why am I doing this? You yep. know what I mean? Yep. But I told myself when I'm, when I'm done running, I'm going to have that energy. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like, you know, as soon as I'm done with my 30 minutes, like three miles, dude, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to take on my day. And that's, I think it's all about setting it up, right? So if you have a reason to get up, if I told you, if I told you to be at my house tomorrow at 2.45 a.m. and I'll give you a million bucks cash, you'd be be at 2.40 and you'd be making me food. That's the thing. Like, (laughs) it's all that. Like, or when you were younger and your mom said, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow. You You couldn't sleep. You you couldn't sleep or you're up at 6 a.m. So my thing, even my team is to create that feeling every day. Mm-hmm. That's my feeling. That's what I want to provide. It's so like, oh, that's why people sleep in. That's why it's so hard for people to get up. Not for me, because I know what I'm creating with my team, and I know like, and it sounds all corny, but I, I got this vision, and so like, I'm, I'm every morning I get up, I'm going to Disneyland. You love I'm, what you do. Love it. Like, I, I love it. So that's why I could do it. If you don't love it, you can't get up at three a.m. every mm-hmm. morning to do it. If you tell me to get up at three a.m. tomorrow to go. I don't know, do anything else to go do plumbing or anything else or any other profession, I'd be like, oh my God. I'd be the same way. I would. I'd get, my alarm would go off like, oh, it was like, it'd be be like going to school. Not the first day of school. (laughs) The hundredth. You know (laughs) what I mean? The days you don't want to go anymore. So that's my thing is if I can create that within myself and then with my team, like every day I want them to literally be like, oh my God, we're going to Disneyland. Like every day. Every day I want them to feel like that. Every day is the first day of high school. That's right. Every That's day. Right. So if it was a birthday of high school, you can't sleep. You can't wait to get up. Imagine life like that every day. Yeah. That's what that, you know, that's one of those things I've, I've been telling my students. I've been telling a lot of people when we, I used to mention retirement a lot, like work your ass off, put money away, invest so you can retire someday. I'm, I'm staying away from that word retirement. Instead, mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to figure out what makes you happy. Whatever that is, whatever that thing that you're going to get up to do anyways, you're going to do it for free every single day. If you can find that and find a way to make money, no at that, you're like there, there it, is no retirement. It, it's it's you're you're gonna work till you're 95 because you would have been doing that thing anyway. That's it. It's like having fun, like whatever you want to do that you're not doing. So like if you love this podcast, you could be sitting there at 95 doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's it. But it's not gonna be like oh I gotta do the podcast. Like oh damn 95 I got. I don't know, whoever coming on this time. You know yes. what I mean? Like, it's exciting. You learn, and, and, and that's what I said. And that, you know, everyone talks about finding purpose and passion and all that. And, you know, I think it's a learned, a learned quality. But when you find that, it's what gets you up. When I tell people, you know, you're, they're like, I can't get up there early. I'm like, you just don't have anything to get up for. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything to live for. You don't have anything to do. I promise you, if you had to, if I told, an easy analogy, anybody in this world, there's not one person, I mean, I don't think there's one person, maybe a Buddhist or something, but that if you told, if you're, you need to meet me at the tip of Point Loma in a red thong tomorrow at 1 a.m. and I will give you 1 million cash in a briefcase. Here's a picture of it. I got two security guards. They will bring it. Everyone signed. Anyone would do that. Like anyone. Because it's a life changer. You could see the benefit if you're smart enough. The options it would give you. And as long as you can get over your ego and your pride, it's, it's a no-brainer. So it's, it's just all the intention. There's, we can speak another 30, 45 minutes on ego and pride alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of the killers. That's a success killer. Yeah. It's definitely. Dude. I've, 
mind blown today dude i really appreciate you coming on the show and like yeah. sharing your time just i mean just to hear your daily routine just to understand where that passion comes from where that drive comes from i mean it speaks volumes to your team you're with uh douglas edelman now well with D- douglas edelman we're uh we're out of mission valley the hopes is uh, in the next few months to be downtown and a really and probably most of the most state of art offices downtown that's what i'm working on I'm gonna I'm, when it's done. I want to check it out for sure. I mean, I'll have, we'll have a we'll have an opening party. You guys definitely come. Sweet, yeah. sweet. Hey, I want to uh, take a look at this camera. Tell people how to get a hold of you. Uh, you can follow me. We love social media at the Disher Group. That's one of our main buckets that we use to connect. So uh, jump on Facebook, Jeff Disher, easy to find, or Disher Group. Uh, you can jump on Instagram. I sell real estate, um, or put in Jeff Disher. But I sell real estate. Easy. Follow me on there. And uh, that's it, 619-887-2800. IG and uh, Facebook are my two main connections. Boom. Everybody uses social these days. Yep. All right. Ask the bros. What do you want to know about us? Personally, professionally, either way. What's your goal on this? On this podcast? Mm -hmm. Dude, honestly, um, I want 10,000 people at my funeral. So I want to make as much of an impact as possible. Um, I used to think uh, when we first started that it was about trying to sell real estate. And the more I got into it, the more I realized I just, I, I really enjoy the connections I'm making. And I'm thinking that everything that I learned from people like you, people that are my age, my peers, I turn around and get to teach it to 17 year old kids. Mm-hmm. And I get to open their eyes every single day that I'm standing in front of my classroom and I have 17 year old kids, light bulbs go off. That to me has mm-hmm. been like, that's what I'm waking up for every single day. That's what I, you know, it's, it's, this is my practice so that when I perfect what I want to say here, I can say it the best way yeah. possible in front of them. That's awesome. You know yeah, what I mean? And, cool. and, and I know, I know in the long play, as far as business wise, each one of those that I inspire and change minds and impact, they're going to turn around and they're going to buy insurance from us. They're going to buy real estate from us. They're going to do whatever type of, of business that we have to offer. They're going to support because we're helping change, change in, in as many yeah. lives as possible. That's cool. So for me, that's what, it, that's what this is all about. This is my practice. This is my playing field. And then I'm going to get in front of 17 year old kids and hopefully change their lives. Maybe put them on a path they never even saw or thought it was even possible. Nice. That's what I'm hoping for. All right. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm uh, a lot of the same things. Uh, listening to people like yourself and being able to learn from uh, people who are high achievers because we have so many of them that come on, uh, come through these doors and just being able to learn from and apply a lot of those things to my own life, improve not just for myself, but for my entire team, uh, the agency that we're building and everybody that we get to affect through that. Nice. That's cool, man. Ultimately, yeah. if you're talking profit, we saw insurance. Okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, every single person that we talk to opens up the door to another opportunity to open that relationship right on the insurance What's side. What's your insurance? Give a shout out to your insurance for all my oh, years. Pipeline oh. insurance. Yeah. Pipeline Beginning, insurance. Beginning yep. and Pipeline end of every show. There you go. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's ultimately, you know, business wise, that's where it's at. But I think it goes beyond beyond that. You know what I mean? I think now after a year of doing it, it just it's just the power that you have, the voice, the platform Mm -hmm. that you have. It's amazing. It's It's all and it's always a different it's always a different crowd too. You know, oh, yeah. So when you plug that one in, then you have that person, that person. Right. In, and so you could, it, it kind of all comes together. Yeah. So well, nice. Just wait, we're going to, I'm going to be setting up a whole new uh, section of this podcast, but it's going to be with 17 year olds. So I can talk directly to that audience nice. with 17 year olds in the classroom. So that's, yeah. that's to come here soon. But you know, again, dude, Hey man, 
thank you very much for coming on the show. Like, appreciate it, man. And, and sharing all this stuff. I mean, there's so many people. Your team benefits so much from from being able to talk to you. Our audience benefits very much from talking to you. And I learned even the simple thing is just go to bed a little earlier, dude. You get up a little earlier and get more stuff done. Yeah, I love that. That creative hour. Um, funny thing is actually this morning. Uh, usually when I get up, uh, it's about 5.30 or so, and I run. You know, I, I like to run, so I run, you know, four or five miles a day. This morning, my legs were pretty sore, so I just instead sat. But I, like, one of the things that you've been talking about, Nan, is is when you decide to hit that snooze button, you're telling your, your life that you don't want to be awake for it. You don't want to be conscious for it. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go back to sleep. I want to be awake. I'm not ready to run right now. But I want to be awake, and so I sat and I meditated and uh, and kind of sorted through my thoughts, trying to get a little bit more creativity. And so uh, I'm I'm a little bit inspired. I yeah. I don't know if I can quite get myself to go to bed at eight o'clock yet. You don't but, need. To. I mean, it's it teaches down. It's a little bit earlier. I like I like where where it goes though, and I, and I love the idea of having that extra three or four hours for myself in the morning because you're right. It, it's that creative time that I really feel like. I probably could get a lot more done before I get to the office and get swamped with everything else. Yep. So that makes sense. All right, dude. Well, a uh, quick reminder, ladies and gentlemen, because I forgot 365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year is what we're shooting for. So if you've got a new pair of shoes, used shoes, or you want to donate cash, hit James up 619-884-0045 or James at csfirst.com. And again, if you have any insurance needs, uh, personal, uh, professional, maybe uh, life insurance, any of that stuff, hit James up 619-884-0045. Or if you want to add insurance to your business, maybe you got a real estate office or a mortgage office, that's our that's our bread and butter. We'll help you uh, get trained agents in your office, do all the training, do all the support. 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Jeff, thanks again. All right, guys. Thank really you appreciate it. Appreciate that's all it. we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.